two of the competition's most decorated sides went head-to-head -head in Munich, but it was Liverpool who took another step forward towards a sixth triumph. Liverpool can kill the tie-off now, Sadio Mane has headed in the cross, and it's all over. Liverpool are heading through to the quarter-finals of the Champions League again. Salah's cross, Mane's header, his second of the night. It's Bayern 1, Liverpool 3, the Premier League team are heading through. So there will be a full complement of four English sides in the quarter-final draw, while Lyon couldn't stop Barcelona. Messi, the counter's on once again. He's got Vidal to his right, he's got Suarez to his right, he's got Dembele to his left. He comes to Dembele, it's five! It's 5-1 to Barcelona, and another assist for the incomparable Lionel Messi. Stay with us for all the best analysis and reaction to both of Wednesday's matches right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and I'm joined by the European football expert Andy Brassel. Uh, professional performances in the end from Liverpool and Barcelona to reach the last eight, Andy. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's funny, when Barcelona were the victors by the larger margin, they had greater moments of anxiety, I felt, in, in their game, certainly in the second half, um, than, than Liverpool did. Um, Liverpool would have looked at this as a, a huge challenge, but they've been very good at meeting huge challenges in, in, in Europe over the, the last little while. And, you know, we saw last season they did it in a very different way. They did it in a, a very attacking way. They were sort of playing with house money for a lot of the season, weren't they? Because they weren't really expected to get as far as they did. This time, They've reinforced, they've eliminated some of the weaknesses. They're perhaps not as flamboyant, especially in the sort of football they've played since the turn of the year, um, both domestically and in Europe. But they've shown that they are still improving as a unit and as individuals by the fact that it was a very poor group stage away from home. But this was excellent. They looked very dangerous and they could have got more than their three goals. A reminder, the round of 16 second leg results this week. On Tuesday, Juventus 3, Atletico 0, 3-2, the aggregate win for Juve. Manchester City 7, Schalke 0, that was a 10-2 aggregate win. But on Wednesday, it was Bayern 1, Liverpool 3, a 3-1 aggregate win. Barcelona 5, Lyon 1, a 5-1 aggregate win. For an in-depth reaction and analysis to Tuesday's matches, make sure you download the previous episode of the Champions League podcast. You'll hear from Giorgio Chiellini, Emre Chan, Pep Guardiola and Leroy Sané and make sure you subscribe to the show with Audio Boom or Apple Podcasts so you never miss a thing. We'll start with Wednesday's action in Munich then where Jurgen Klopp took his Liverpool side to Bayern with a tie on a knife edge after a goalless draw at Anfield. Commentary from Stephen Wyeth. That's a super pass for Mane who's wriggled away from Neuer and is clipping the ball towards goal and has scored for Liverpool to give them the lead out of the blue. Jurgen Klopp punches the air in triumph and Liverpool have the most precious of away goals. A mistake at the back by Bayern and their goalkeeper Manuel Neuer and Sadio Mane has capitalised 
big time. Now he can buy it, and Lewandowski, and the ball is into the back of the net, and it is Serge Gnabry who is celebrating inside right channel. Not sure whether his was the final touch. He fired it across goal, but Bayern have got themselves back level on the night. 1-1 on the night, 1-1 on aggregate. Jurgen Klopp less than impressed, but Bayern very much back in the tie. A little bit deeper this time, headed in by Virgil van Dijk. And Liverpool very much in charge of the tie now. A towering header from the Dutchman. Liverpool can kill the tie off now. Sadio Mane has headed in the cross. And it's all over. Liverpool are heading through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League again. And it would stay 3-1 to the end. Uh, Stephen White joins Andy and myself now. Uh, Stephen, brilliant performance from Liverpool. Your thoughts on reflection now? I just thought it was the quintessential brilliant away display between two giants when it comes to European continental competition. You can't always play in the swashbuckling manner that might come naturally to you. Sometimes you've got to dig deep. Sometimes you've got to be resolute defensively and you've got to take the opportunities when they present themselves at the other end. And that is exactly what Liverpool did. Nil-nil at Anfield three weeks ago, favoured Bayern on home soil where they have been imperious in recent weeks. But Liverpool made a mockery of that. They absolutely tactically got things spot on this evening and fully deserved their place in the last eight. Yeah, they really did. And I think the interesting thing was for me, the fact that once Liverpool got the first goal, you thought this is perfect for Liverpool because Bayern have to attack and Liverpool get to counter-attack. But once Bayern got level, once they had to push in the second half, but they had a whole 45 minutes to essentially get one goal more than Liverpool. Liverpool didn't just play on the counter-attack in the second half. They were simply the better side. They were simply better organised. They defended better, sure. Um, but it was they who created the better chances. It was Manuel Neuer, who was by far the busier goalkeeper. If there was any doubt that Liverpool are again a contender for the UEFA Champions League, that doubt has been swept away this evening. They were magnificent. Uh, let's hear from uh, two of Liverpool's most important players, James Milner and first Virgil van Dijk. Great evening. We know it's going to be very tough. They have uh, a great team, a lot of fantastic players, and uh, we knew that we definitely get a chance to score and make it very difficult for them. And I think it was unlucky to get the, the equaliser for them, but we did it. We did the job and uh, on to the, the last eight. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance away from home in Europe against a good team. It's never easy. They're going to have spells on top. And like you say, we didn't play our best, but it's about getting a result. Um, defended pretty well, didn't give them too much. And, you know, the front three are outstanding again. Sadio's on fire and, you know, this guy getting another goal, which he should do more to be fair. He wins everything in the air apart from when it's going for goal. So it's nice for him to get another one tonight. Uh, James Milner there, a little dig at his teammate Virgil van Dijk while he was stood next to him uh, being interviewed. Great header from van Dijk and, and again Stephen he showed his defensive prowess because Liverpool did feel, aside from the goal really, relatively in control of what Bayern were doing in an attacking sense. And something that they did brilliantly this evening and I don't think Bayern would have been prepared for this is that we would have anticipated, we talked about it before the game, that Virgil van Dijk against Robert Lewandowski, one of the great central defenders in European football this season against one of the undisputed centre-forward stars. But Liverpool didn't do that. They flip-flop between Van Dijk and Matip as to who was dealing with Lewandowski. And if any, that seemed to cause more confusion for Bayern than it did for Liverpool. 
And the other thing you have to remember is that they lost a player really early to injury Liverpool. They had decided the way they wanted to go in midfields to try and control the game, to try and cut off the supply lines for Bayern tonight was to have Henderson, Milner and Wijnaldum as their midfield three. Well, they lost Henderson in the first 12 minutes to an injury. Fabinho came on. Yeah, that's a great like-for-like swap. Of yes. course it is. But their tactical plan was disrupted very early on, but they didn't miss a beat. I think you're, you're absolutely right about Lewandowski, Stephen. I think the interesting thing, we talked about the, the battle between Fabinho and James Rodriguez, which eventually he was comfortably the winner, Fabinho. But I also think when you had the direct confrontation between Matip and Lewandowski, and we talked about their shared history from Schalke and Dortmund, the thing is with Lewandowski that people overlook because he is such a brilliant football player. He loves a scrap. And he really got engaged in a scrap with Matip. And that distracted him a little bit, I feel, because when Bayern looked like they could create something was when Serge Gnabry got in the game and they couldn't get him in the game enough. They couldn't um, get the ball out to him from Thiago, who I thought was a little bit disappointing. And Lewandowski couldn't bring him into the game because he was too busy having his, his little personal battle with, with Matip. So if they could have got a little bit more out of Gnabry, I mean, really the last point at which it looked doable for Bayern is where you had that little bit of space behind Robertson and you will get that from time to time because he loves to attack. When Gnabry got behind the back, he fizzed that ball across the centre and Lewandowski didn't quite get there and that really summed his evening up. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely spot on Andy, it's a great point. Robert Lewandowski's job tonight was to stick the ball in the back of the net but in, he allowed himself to get involved in too many other peripheral things, running into channels, trying to pull the defence apart because he had anticipated, I would imagine, being in a one-on-one -on -one battle with Virgil van Dijk tonight and he kept looking up and seeing Jean Matip was there <laughs> instead or someone else had tracked his run out to one of the flanks. It was... It was, do you know what? It was masterful from Liverpool tonight. You, you cannot begrudge them their victory at all because of how little Bayern were able to create because of what Liverpool did to them. Uh, it, I know they scored three goals tonight, but actually that was secondary to how well they played defensively. It's, it's funny, Jurgen Klopp will know Lewandowski very well. They hugged at full yeah, yeah. time from their time at Dortmund. I remember speaking to a former Dortmund player, Patrick Overmiela, who wasn't really getting in the Dortmund team at the time when Klopp was there. So his job in training was to mark Lewandowski. And the thing Lewandowski said, he said, if you back off him, he doesn't like it. He'll actually run into you to spin off you or do whatever he wants. Wanted. So I suppose if he couldn't develop a pattern against one centre-back, that was always going to be relatively uncomfortable for him. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was genius because Lewandowski's in a great run of form. He scored seven goals in his last five Champions League appearances. In fact, he'd scored seven in four before drawing successive blanks against Liverpool. He was the leading goal scorer in the competition. You know, he's, he's just been phenomenal again for Bayern this season, he's just being interviewed for television now. Still not won the Champions League. He looks League, absolutely distraught. He's one of, he's one of, Bayern are one of those clubs that thought, would have thought when they saw what happened last week and when they saw what happened on Tuesday night that things were opening up for them. Yes, they are not quite the force they were two or three seasons ago, but they are coming down from such a great height that they would still have been one of the teams to beat 
if they'd got themselves into the last eight, and you, you can see just on the face of Robert Lewandowski right now, you know, he's more or less holding back the tears. I mean, it's extraordinary to think that the closest he's come to winning the UEFA Champions League is still that 2013 final with, with, with Dortmund. Dortmund. And, you know, I think you have to bear in mind, it's, it's not such a slight against Bayern, and we're seeing it again this year, that the range of teams... It's, it's uh, almost a, a toss-up who wins it some years because there are so many good teams in there. And, you know, when, when people say, oh, well, Pep Guardiola never won the, the, the Champions League with Bayern, well, I think, you know, they were second best in the semis against Real Madrid in his first season. The second season, they had all those injuries when they played Barcelona. And the third one, well, if they play that game against Atletico Madrid another hundred times, they'd win it yeah. 99. So I think you have to bear in mind that, that luck is a part of it. What Liverpool did so well this evening is they completely eliminated luck. You know, anything that, that could have got, gone wrong, like the own goal, for example, it's, it's not something they used as a hard luck story or they dwelt on. They recomposed themselves and, and, and carried on. Yeah, that is two big first-half blows. You lose your captain to injury and you score an own goal to put Bayern mm. uh, back in the game. Um, what does this say about Liverpool? Because, Stephen, let, let's face it, in the build-up to this match, perhaps prior to Burnley more so, there were questions about how good this Liverpool team were. Were they were faltering? It's their sixth win in 11. But that felt like quite a statement performance tonight. Yeah, and it keeps things really interesting at home and abroad for the English clubs because Manchester City and Liverpool will still need to be balancing, won't they, that tussle yeah. at the top of the Premier League. We've got one of the most interesting Premier League title races we've had for some seasons. And now we've got four English teams in the last eight of the Champions League. So there are, there are distractions aplenty. Bayern, of course... Uh, will now be able to turn their attentions fully to uh, retaining their position at the top of the Bundesliga. But that is something they've taken for granted in recent seasons. So too have they taken for granted a deep, deep run in the UEFA Champions League. So this is going to be a really hard one for them to take. And uh, I would imagine they will find it a little bit difficult. They got Mainz at home on Sunday. So they will find it very, very difficult to, uh, to refocus and get themselves back up for that they, before the international They didn't break. even look desolate at full time they looked resigned. disappointed and resigned that's the word Bayern beaten 3-1 tonight by Liverpool let's hear from uh, the Reds right back Trent Alexander-Arnold we know it was always going to be tough um, but we knew obviously with the away goals rule that a few goals might help us so that's what we aim to do is to come here and try and score a few goals don't sit back too much I think that's maybe what they're used to in the, in the German league as teams coming here and maybe feeling a lot of pressure so we try to, to obviously stay front footed and, and, and try and Try and score goals, and, and that's what we, we've done. They're a world-class team, got world-class players, but I think um, over the two legs we defended really well. Obviously, we were disappointed with the, with the goal, but um, at the end of the day, looking back on the two legs, they never created too many clear chances, in, and I think we deserve to win. Uh, the scouts in Liverpool says starting 11 tonight, Trent Alexander-Arnold there. Liverpool 3-1 winners at Bayern. Elsewhere on Wednesday, Lyon travelled to Spain to take on Barcelona. The tie was also goalless after the first leg. Richard Connolly was your commentator. Suarez looking for the 1-2 with Messi. Suarez has got it back. Oh, he's gone down under the challenge of Denier. And it's a penalty to Barcelona. Messi steps forward and dinks the Penenka penalty right down the centre to give Barcelona the first goal of the tie. Another super pass. Suarez in. Oh, it's beautifully done. What a goal that is. 
chance for Barcelona, scored by Philippe Coutinho, but Lyon so wonderfully cut apart by the most incisive passing imaginable. Busquets with a half header away, it's back in and they've scored, and Luca Toussaint has fired home. Lyon with the away goal, and this tie is still alive. Here's Messi running at the heart of the Lyon defence. It's still a little messy in the save by Gorgelando, it's gone in! Messi has scored again for Barcelona! Barcelona on the counter now, they've got a three on three. Messi's on the charge again, he's got options right and left. He clips one across, here's the fourth goal for Barcelona! Gerard Piquet was there! Messi, the counter's on once again, he's got Vidal to his right, he's got Suarez to his right, he's got Dembele to his left, he comes to Dembele, it's five! It's 5-1 to Barcelona. And Richard Connolly joins us now. Richard, earlier in the show, you explained how you were working in an insurance company in the 90s, dreaming of being a commentator. Surely it was for nights like that with Lionel Messi on fine form. Yeah, just a tremendous privilege to watch Lionel Messi play, uh, Rob, and one of those outstanding nights where... Uh, in the end, he came out as the leading figure of the show. Two goals, two assists. Um, but the truth was that Lyon gave Barca an almighty scare. And 5-1 probably wasn't a reflection of the balance between the two teams on the night. Yes, Barcelona were brilliant in the first half and could have had more than the two goals they scored. But when Lyon got the third goal of the game, one more would have taken them through. And there were 20 minutes between Luca Toussaint's goal for 2-1 and Messi's for the 3-1 for Barcelona. 20 minutes in which the Camp Nou certainly got nervous. So they did have a scare, but in the end on the counter-attack as Lyon pushed forward, they were punished mercilessly. And it's now 30, 30 home games unbeaten in the UEFA Champions League for Barcelona. And that is a new competition record. It's also five straight wins in all competitions. And for Messi, it's 36 goals this season and 19 in his last 18 matches. And what about Messi, Richard? We talked earlier in the show about how there are different types of captains and, you know, your um, Messi type isn't necessarily everyone's idea of a captain. You expect a, a, a shouter at the back, a big tackler in midfield. But he is someone who does grab the ball by the horns at the moment not just with his ability, but with that sense of responsibility to bring the team with him. And it was him that said at the start of the season, we need to do better in the UEFA Champions League for our fans and for ourselves. And you really saw that will come through tonight, didn't you? You did, uh, but I think they've got that communicator at the back in Gerard Piquet and they've got that tough tackler in midfield in Sergio Busquets and they've got captains throughout the team. Mm. But when it comes to sheer talent, of course, Messi is the one that everybody looks up to. And, and actually, we take it for granted, but to see him running with such extraordinary speed with the ball while looking up and taking in a picture and working out where the shapes around him are moving and then playing the pass or dummying the shot and chopping it back onto his right foot to score. We just take it 
for, for granted how quickly these things happen and, and what a, a genius the man is. And he's proved it again tonight. But again, he was really the player who applied the gloss, I think. Um, the, the player who really caught my eye, and this is kind of a crazy thing to say, when Messi's done as much as he has to, to contribute to five Barcelona goals, uh, was Artur in the midfield. I mean, I thought in particular in the first half, he was the one who dictated the tempo for Barcelona, and it was a quick, accurate tempo that really got them off to the kind of start that they needed to get off to, to put Lyon firmly on the back foot. You know, he made 71 passes tonight, Artur, before he was replaced uh, around about the 70th minute and he completed 70 of them and I and I can tell you that you know he wasn't just passing sideways his pass in the build-up to the 2-0 for Coutinho was a terrific incisive forward pass and he's 22 in his first season in Europe if we're not talking about one of the best players in the world in two or three years' time. I, I, I'll be utterly stunned. He was brilliant uh, tonight. Of course, missed the first leg outstanding tonight yeah. against Leon. Uh, let's hear from the Barcelona goalkeeper, Marc-Andre Testegen. No, it was very tight and we knew that we have to do a lot more. Uh, we knew that we had to win, um, but of course uh, we have the supporters always in our back. Uh, at home it's it's uh, it's better to play, of course. And um, yeah, we knew we we're going to go out and we we're going to win this game. Uh, this was our objective and we need to be self-confident and uh, I think today we made a good job. Um, of course, then after the 2-1, um, it was a bit uh, critical, but I think we did well to to concentrate and to focus on, on the defence and, and later, of course, to score the 3-1, which was, yeah, a luck, yeah, not a lucky punch, but it was a punch, uh, I think, which uh, ended up the, the game. Yeah, he did have to make some saves, particularly 2-1. There was a nervy spell for Barcelona there, but uh, Richard from one goalkeeper to another, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen at one end of the pitch, Anthony Lopez at the other. His injury early on was a, a big one for Lyon in truth. Yeah, it was. And I have to say that in the piece, Lyon were unfortunate. Um, and, and they were second best, and I think their players post-match have acknowledged that. But Lopez went off in the end 35 minutes in, having been injured at around about the 25-minute mark in a collision with Philippe Coutinho, who played very well today and scored for, for Barcelona. Lopez, I have to stress, had made three or four really important interventions in that half half an hour before he was replaced by Mathieu Gourgelin, who himself made a fine save from Messi in the first half before he was beaten three times late in the piece. And you couldn't blame it on uh, Gourgelin that Lyon went out. Um, but it is also true that when Ferlon Mendy was injured with about 15 minutes to go, there was a bit of a two-minute uh, switch as they brought Maxwell Cornet on, and it was immediately after that that Lyon were caught in possession and Messi ran into the space beyond and Dombele, who had actually made a couple of super and kept good tabs on him throughout the match to that point so they were they were destabilized by a couple of injuries throughout the course of the game and I, I must emphasize I think really Lyon can hold their heads up high for the way they they competed over the two legs Andy nice for Felipe Coutinho it was a tap in but he, he got what looked like was going to be the winning goal before a load of others uh, went in at the end but it was probably something he needed he got a nice reception as he came off the pitch yeah he did and uh, that was very important I, I think you saw the way he thanked Luis Suarez when he put the goal on a plate for him and Suarez could have easily taken it himself it's a long time since Luis Suarez has scored a UEFA Champions League goal but I think that shows the togetherness of the squad and how everyone there we know uh, Coutinho and Suarez are, are neighbours and good friends their families and stuff but I think that shows the togetherness of the squad and how they're really really working for each other 
who knows, they might get Liverpool in the next round. Richard, there, mm. there is there is a little bit of a wobble about Barcelona in yeah. quite a few games. They do have that ability to have a spell where they can concede or look like they're going to concede a couple of goals and look a bit rattled. And that happened today. It did, you know. Uh, it's funny, I, I, I heard an interview post-match with Luca Toussaint, who scored Lyon's goal, uh, which came from a corner where Lyon engendered a two-on-one, got across to the far post and Toussaint finished off the bits and pieces. And he said he felt that they were too timid at the start of the match. I, I wasn't completely convinced by that. I thought Barcelona played too well. But certainly Lyon took the initiative at the start of the second half. And before the goal, they, they, they played well. They'd, they'd had lots of possession inside the Barcelona half. Indeed, over the course of the match in the end, they had 47% of the ball, which I think is a high number given the scoreline at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Um, and and Lyon really did have Barcelona pushed back. Of course, they had to try and go for a second goal to try and get through. But I was surprised that Barcelona allowed the initiative to be taken from them for that period. Um, Lyon were good enough to do it, but I did feel that there was a dip in intensity from Barcelona. So they are not unbeatable, I don't think, even though their home record would suggest that it's been an awfully long time before they've been upset at the Camp Nou. Um, so, yes, they can be got at. And they have a, a crucial league game the weekend before the first leg of the quarterfinals when they play Atletico Madrid, who are their nearest challengers in the Spanish Liga. So um, they're not going to be able to concentrate entirely on the quarterfinals until and unless they get past Atletico and, and, and sort of move further away in the Spanish Liga. OK, let's hear from uh, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp. First half, we should have played a bit more football. Um, in the moment, I was when we played football, we immediately destroyed the organisation of, of Bayern a little bit and we could... Not that you can in a game like this, you can never rest, but the only opportunity you have is to keep the ball and really in, in the right spaces, obviously. And that we didn't do that in the first half, in the second half, we did it brilliantly. And um, so it's absolutely, it's absolutely deserved. That's that's um, the major news, I would say, the main news, because um, it's so difficult to, to play here away at Bayern. Eh? They didn't lose a lot of games in, in the national, national nowhere. And um, so it's really, it's a big one. It's a really big one. And I'm so proud of the boys. A very happy, smiley Jürgen Klopp on full-time, punching the air at full-time on the pitch in Munich, understandably, as well. Uh, well, that's all we have time for on UEFA Champions League match day live this evening. A reminder of the scores on Wednesday. Bayern 1, Liverpool 3, that the aggregate score. Barcelona 5, Lyon 1, aggregate score 2. The last eight include Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur, Juventus, Ajax, Porto, Barcelona and Liverpool. Join us for the quarterfinal first legs starting on Tuesday the 9th of April by UEFA.com and the official UEFA Champions League app. Until then, from Andy Brassel, Stephen Wyeth, Richard Connolly and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye for another edition of UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Messi, the counter's on once again. He's got Vidal to his right. He's got Suarez to his right. He's got Dembele to his left. He covers the Dembele. It's five. It's 5-1 to Barcelona. And another assist for the incomparable Lionel Messi. Liverpool can kill the tie-off. Now Sadio Mane has headed in the cross. <laughs>
and it's all over. Liverpool are heading through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League again. Salah's cross, Mane's header, his second of the night. It's Bayern 1, Liverpool 3. The Premier League team are heading through. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.